and Navy SEAL Jonathan Gilliam. Jonathan, we are still less than 24 hours from this shooting. What are investigators doing literally as we speak right now? Well, right now they're they're probably coming through the evidence to try to figure out uh, what the motivation was here. But with somebody who has mental. Illness, you're not uh, the the motivation may uh, be uh, completely uh, unbased or based in uh, false reality. So, uh, you know, when you have these types of attacks, uh, the investigation is really to put the pieces together. Um, it's also, of course, to find out if there was any other association with anybody who may have helped plan this and where the guns came from and, and so on and so forth, the, the details of the investigation. But unfortunately, in a, in a situation like this, it's really just putting the pieces together um, for the families and uh, and so they can close this case. There's there's not going to be anything that comes out of this as far as prosecution goes. Yeah, I mean, and that leaves the question, who's going to be uh, held responsible as far as getting justice for these lives lost and these families that are affected? Um, I understand the manifesto is going to be key in trying to put the pieces together in this, in this plot that was planned by this person. But, you know, Jonathan, I want to go to these text messages because this shooter, a friend of the shooter, said that she had reached out that morning saying that she was going to die today. Um, there's a couple of ways this can go, but I want to go this route. You know, she said, you're probably going to hear this on the news after I die. How much of a role does the media play in this? Obviously, we have to cover it, but it was really troublesome to see that, they, that she said, it, you're going to see this on the news. Right. Well, so, you know, here's this is the reality with this is that um, these people that are that are doing these types of uh, overt actions are typically either trying to show that they are dominant, which we've seen in the case of many of the people before, or they have a uh, a no longer have the will to live and uh, they want to uh, force someone else to kill them. Um, but in some of these cases, such as these where there's mass shooting going on, there's I think there's much deeper issues going on here. And the hatred, they have a hatred. At some point, they have uh, confusion in their mind. And not only do they want to die, but there's something in there that is also pushing them to kill others. And I have to tell you, this is, um, this is not just a tragedy. This is something that we're seeing reoccurring. I was doing my research to come on here, and it, it is a fact that the majority of school shooters and mass shooters that we've had in the recent history in this nation are all people who have sexual identity dysfunctions. And the medical industry will no longer diagnose people with these dysfunctions. They now classify these people as having. They won't do that because they will lose their license to practice medicine. Unfortunately, the medical practice has barred doctors who actually care, you know, to keep them from telling the patient who wants to go out, go under the knife that, listen, you don't need to go under the knife. You need to get help. There's a very high suicide rate for people who want to transition. There's a very high detransition rate as well, especially among teenagers. Medical conditions. 
And this is a problem because people are growing up playing video games, which this person was a video game uh, fanatic. Uh, they do not understand who they are or what their gender or sexuality is because of the way that society has changed. I'm reading the stories that are out in the media, and I can't even tell if this person was a transgender male or transgender woman. It's being reported that it was a woman, but when the police actually put out the press uh, notifications, they were saying that they identified this person from their car and calling them a male. Um, but when you go to LinkedIn, it's saying that it, it's a he sh or a he him. So there, there's such confusion in people now that we have psychological issues that are just beyond schizophrenic, and we're supporting these things, and it's causing mass confusion to the point that people are going out and killing. Until we start looking at this for really for the reality of what it is, we are going to continue to have these types of attacks. There are so many questions to your point, Jonathan, that experts really need to provide us answers on, and they need to get in the trenches with these individuals to give those individuals answers, to give them help. You heard uh, Congressman Burchett's comment there in uh, Jackie Abanez's piece. I think that is so crucial at a time right now. It's not about demonizing certain segments of our society. We are all humans. It's about getting our fellow humans the help that they need. And speaking of help, I want to dive into the text message that, that Ashley raised to you. That teammate also alleged that she called authorities to let them know about this potentially dangerous situation. Somebody saying that they were going to kill themselves. There it is on your screen. Planning to die today is the exact reference. But when she called the authorities, she felt she wasn't getting a fair amount of urgency from those authorities. Your thoughts on that? And I do want to be extremely clear when I distinguish the... Sounds like that shooting that happened in Texas, you know, the authorities dragged their feet to do their job. Something's going on. Something's going on. Authorities that I'm referencing now from the individuals who went inside that building and saved countless lives by their quick and heroic actions. I'm talking about the people that this basketball teammate first contacted about a perilous situation. So here's the reality, Todd, is that we have a thing that I didn't come up with this term, but I think it's an excellent term here, um, where it, we have uh, I, we have institutional inbreeding. So we're looking at tactics, techniques, and procedures that law enforcement uses that are outdated. Uh, we've seen multiple times where there's been mass shooters and uh, law enforcement has pulled responding officers out of the building, out of the shootout where they're pressing forward in order to put a hostage negotiator or a SWAT team. And in that time, many, many people are killed. It's the same thing here. Law enforcement has to change when the attackers change. And that is not occurring. Attackers are, uh, they are changing in their tactics and evolving and law enforcement is not evolving. And, and I want to say this one other thing about what I was saying before is that we have, uh, we see that there's ideological beliefs that people have, but now there's ideological demands. And when we demand that young people look at themselves in certain ways, when we demand that law enforcement uh, react in certain ways, that those things may be based in, a, in something that is not reality. And we,
we need to start looking at truth. We need to start asking, you know, what's going on here and what tactics that we do we use now in these cases. And all of that is something that uh, if we want to solve these issues, if we want to have better response times and we want to save lives, we're going to have to look at this whole issue as a society and law enforcement and mental health. Um, we're going to have to look at it totally different. We, we, we have seen in COVID that, that doctors and the medical industry are looking at, at uh, health issues now based on politics. And I believe that's the problem that we have here, whether it's mental health, sexual identity, or tactics, techniques, and procedures. They are looking at these things from a political Also, the thing is, it's like, there's a possibility maybe, maybe this person may have been abused. Maybe a predator abused him in that school. Maybe that's why she came back to attack people at that school. When more information comes out, I'll let you know. Okay. Now, here is something that's very disturbing. Okay. You have this coming out. Fair use. Fair use. Second. Well, I can't believe this is what's coming out of her mouth, but things expected. All right, let's go. All right. Okay, let's go, let's get this. All right. Aiden Hale, that's the name of the Nashville shooter. This video is about to be very uncomfortable for a lot of us. It's very uncomfortable for me to talk about, but we need to talk about it. Aiden did a very horrendous thing, period, point blank. We need pew pew reform in our country. But the way that the media and the police are misgendering and dead naming Aiden is quite concerning. It's also concerning that I had to go to the Telegraph from UK to actually get Aiden's chosen name sorry but that doesn't matter okay what matters is that what this person did they're putting over the fact that this person they're not saying it but they're actually implying it like that matters not the fact that this person slaughtered six people it's upsetting that constantly it is she her pronouns that is incredibly frustrating because even though they did this horrible thing does not mean that we get to to do those things that's a boundary and we can hold people accountable without being transphobic even for some of the most horrendous things 
So while you're watching this, also watch for transphobia because that's very clearly coming out. That is not that that isn't important. It's not nobody. And a phobia is a fear. Nobody's afraid of you people. Nobody. Okay. So that's another thing too. Um, misgendering is not the, the the issue here because we have to go by medical facts, not what you want to be called by, by medical facts. And this is what they are about. They're only about themselves. This um, alphabet, this uh, transformer community, only about themselves. All right. Now let's look into uh, David Pakman, who um, basically mocked the uh, his comment was out of poor taste, and it was seen as mocking the victims of uh, the shooting, saying, "Well, maybe they didn't pray correctly or enough." But he explains his uh, his viewpoint. Let's get into that. If you're angrier about my tweet regarding yesterday's shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, than you are about the fact that six people, including three kids, are now dead as a result of that shooting, then we have a real problem here. I support people who pray if they want to pray, praying if that's important to them, but it doesn't prevent shootings. And so when elected officials offer nothing more than thoughts and prayers, and then we have another shooting and another one and another one, and they continue to offer nothing more than thoughts and prayers, they were the target of my ire, not the victims of the shooting. And that I stand by 100%. Anyone who knows me knows I would never blame the victims of a mass shooting for that mass shooting. Thoughts and prayers are fine, but we have to go beyond it. Okay. The thing is, like, he would be for guns. All right. Now, the guns thing is not really going to help. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And what's going on here is a mental health crisis caused by these surgeries, these transitions. Okay. And I will show you a... Uh, one one of these things right here. All right. That this is a problem. Okay, more guns is not gonna help because the issue is the hold on one second. All right. That's the issue here. The issue is mental health. Seeing it right here. Oh, second.
Here we go. Play right here. Trans people in Tennessee, it's time to fucking fight. Trans allies in Tennessee, it's time to fucking fight. Trans women, if they lock you up for identifying as a woman, fight, resist. Look at this person, right? This is obviously um, a man. Okay. And holding a stick, looking like something out of what? A, an avatar out of some sort of Fortnite game, and they're advocating violence. You're gonna die anyways. We're going to die anyways. It's time to fucking resist. Fight them. Hurt them. If they put their hands on you, beat them. We are at an attack. It's time to fight back. Do you hear me? Trans people in Tennessee, trans men, trans women, non-binary, Fight! If they try to arrest you or have you arrested on a felony for existing, beat them. Team up. You're asking to, you're saying that they want to charge you with a felony for existing. No, they're going to charge you with a felony for trying to fight a police officer. This is, this, this is what I'm saying. <clears throat> Guns are not going to help. The issue is mental illness. That's the issue here. Gang together. Get people who agree with you to come and fight. Carry a weapon at all times. And yes, you have to attack the police officer. What did I tell you? Allegedly. But it's time. It's time. If they're going to try to jail and police you for existing, you fight them. You fight them. And if they lock you in prison, fuck up the guards. Bust out of prison. Jump in with other... Like, that's so easy to just beat up a dude that's trained to fight you. Mm. It's easy to just escape jail. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Other trans people... It's time we organize a prison bust in Tennessee, guys. It's time we organize a prison bust. It's time we start fighting. I'm not even going to entertain this anymore. All right. And this is the... Uh, this, is, this is what's going on. All right. You see what I'm saying here. These people suffer from dysphoria all right but it also could be the fact of you know what did she go through any trauma at that school what happened at that school okay went went on when she was there Nashville school shooter had emotional disorder and small arsenal, police say. See what I'm saying? Nashville, Tennessee, March 28, Reuters, the former student of a Christian grade school in Nashville who killed nine-year-olds and three 
three nine-year-olds and three adults in a shooting spree that was under a doctor's was under a doctor's care for emotional disorder and had amassed a collection of guns, the city's police chief said on Tuesday. New details about assailant Audrey Elizabeth Hale, 28, emerged hours after police released harrowing video showing officers storming the Covenant School in the midst of Monday's rampage, conducting a room-to-room search before confronting and fatally shooting Hale. Authorities said they were still trying to pin down a motive as detectives poured over various writings and other evidence left by Hale. We need to see those writings. Hale was armed with two assault-style weapons, a handgun, the latest in a long string of U.S mass shootings that have turned schools into killing zones and added fuel to a national debate over gun rights and regulations. The three weapons used on Monday were among even or among seven firearms that Hale had legally purchased in recent years from five Nashville area stores. Metropolitan Nashville Police Chief John Drake told reporters on Tuesday. Hale's own parents did not know that Hale possessed multiple firearms, mistakenly believing that Hale had owned just one gun then sold it. Drake said the chief added that the mother and father felt Hale should not have owned any weapons due to her mental health concerns. The mother, on seeing Hale leave the house with a red bag Monday morning, had questioned what was in the bag. The chief said Hale's, well, uh, Hale was under care, a doctor's care for emotional disorder. The chief told reporters during a news briefing without elaborating. Under Tennessee law, mental illness is not grounds for police to confiscate weapons unless a person is deemed mentally incompetent by, co- by a court judicially committed to a mental institution or placed under a conservatorship by reason of mental defect. Tennessee prohibits selling guns to persons found by a court or other legal authority to pose a danger to themselves or others, lack of the capacity to conduct their own affairs due to mental illness, but merely being under a doctor's care would not in itself meet that threshold. Drake said it appeared Hale had some sort of weapons training. Hale fired on officers from the school's second floor as they arrived in patrol cars while standing back from large windows to avoid becoming an easy target. Hale left behind a detailed map of the school showing entry points as well as what Drake described as a manifesto indicating that Hale may have planned to carry out shootings at other locations. On Monday, Drake said Hale identified as a transgender person and said investigators believe the suspect harbored over some resentment to having to go to the Covenant School as a child. The chief declined to elaborate and did not say what role, if any, Hale's gender identity, educational background, or other social religious dynamics might have played. Investigators don't have the motive at this time, he said Tuesday. The shooting came weeks after Tennessee's legislators thrust the state to the forefront of a political furor over LGBTQ rights by voting to ban gender-affirming medical treatments for transgender children and to place new restrictions on drag performances. Okay. Now I'm going to say something about uh, Mr. Dave Packman's statement there. Um, I think he probably meant it, what he said, because he was also against uh, drag queen performances. Um, He was also, I'm sorry, he was also for drag queen performances because he mocked Um, that being banned. So he probably had to make that video to save face. The suspect's LinkedIn page listing recent jobs in graphic design and grocery delivery showed Hale preferred male pronouns. The six minutes of video footage released on Monday 
edited together from the body-worn cameras of two responding officers offered, <clears throat> offered a glimpse of the rampage as it unfolded. The video opens with an officer retrieving a rifle from his trunk as a staff member tells him the school is locked down, but two children are unaccounted for. Let's go. I need three. The officer yells as he en enters the building where alarms can be heard ringing. The video shows officers clearing one room after another before heading upstairs where one says we've got one down amid the second on the sound of gunfire the officers race down the hallway past what appears to be a victim lying on the ground and into a lounge area where the suspect is seen dropping to the floor after being shot the two officers whose body worn cameras provided the footage both fired several rounds at the suspect the video shows the assailant still moving on the floor another officer repeatedly yells get your hands away from the gun according to police timeline of the incident just 14 minutes elapsed from the first reports of a shooting to police neutralizing the suspect monday's violence marked the 90th school shooting defined as any incident in which a gun is discharged on school property in the united states this year according to the k-12 school shooting database website founded by researcher david reedman last year saw 303 such incidents the highest of any number in the database, which goes back to 1970, three children killed on Monday were identified as Evelyn Dyke Huss, Haley Scruggs, and William Kenny. The three adults killed were Catherine Kuntz, 60, the head of the school, Mike Hill, 61, a custodian, and Cynthia Peak, 61, a substitute teacher. The Covenant School, founded in 2001, serves about 200 students from the preschool to the sixth grade in the Green Hills neighborhood of Tennessee's state capital, according to the school's website. <clears throat> this is sad, man. But once again, this is a mental illness problem. Clearly, you see that she had emotional disorder and she was getting therapy. But laws do have to change in Tennessee. They do. And the alphabet mafia needs to be told the truth and put in their place. Because it's obvious that they only care about minor things like how you address them. And they are mentally ill themselves. We're dealing with a mental health crisis, not a gun crisis. Let me know what you think in the comments. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.